Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Wrestling Unlimited. As it's Monday, and we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. It's February thirteenth, twenty twenty-three, and tonight's Monday Night Raw was the go-home show for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And I thought there were some good things on the show for sure. But if I'm really gonna be a hundred percent honest, I thought the show could have been better. I really thought the show could have been better, and I felt like the whole center portion of tonight's show bored me to an extent, which is not something you should be doing on the go-home show. You should be doing everything you can to keep the viewer invested, wanting to see what happens this weekend at the pay-per-view. So unfortunately, at least for me, and maybe others feel differently, don't have Luke to bounce that off of tonight, but to me, like... I am invested in Elimination Chamber. It didn't sway me to not be, but there was just some stuff on this show that bored me. That was just like, eh, we're doing that. That's what we're doing. Okay. But with that, we'll get into all that here momentarily. I do want to say thank you first. If you are watching, whether that's live or later, whether you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited, or if you're watching on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PW unlimited. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a bunch of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can have a set over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Uh, plus, also remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use our code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you... Not Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse is going away. You will be supporting us at no extra cost. It only takes you a couple seconds to put in the code. And then, boom, we get a kickback. Just say it straight up like that. Boom, we get a kickback. Also, remember that you can also use this not just on the Epic Game Store on your computer, but whether you're playing Fortnite or Fall Guys or Rumble, not Rumbleverse, uh, Rocket League on your PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, or mobile device. As far as Monday Night Raw does go, show kicked off with Becky Lynch already in the ring, along with Adam Pierce in the corner. The Brooklyn crowd chanted for Lynch, who welcomed us to Raw. She introduced Pierce, who was slightly booed for some reason, not really sure why. Lynch spoke about her win over Bailey last week and gave Lita a shout out. Crowd chanted for Lita. No Lita, no Trish. But we did learn that match ain't happening. So that random ass Twitter account that people were praising, that people were, were, and I myself, because of the, I was going to say it, John Ross Sapp of Fightful praised a random ass Twitter account for knowing Lita was going to be there and saying that it was going to be Trish, Lita, and Becky against Damage Control at the pay-per-view. 
Well, it didn't happen. They had to retract and back, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Backtrack on that saying, oh, Dakota's not going to be ready because of her injury. And Trish isn't at Raw. So, yeah, that, that Twitter account, kibosh, you're done, you're dead. Not believing you anymore. And I, I didn't want to believe them at first. But when people like Sean, who was very respected and would not follow and report and, you know, show, what's the word I'm looking for? Interest? Faith? In somebody like that? Then I wouldn't have either. But, you know, when someone like him does, then you got to go, hmm, maybe something to this then. Not going to believe them anymore to the point where I'm not even going to tell you who they are. You can find them on Twitch or, or on Twitter, but I'm not going to tweet them out. I'm not going to mention their names because they're nothings. So with that, Becky's in the ring and whatnot. And she discusses the match from last week and Lynch realized that her path from WrestleMania, well, it isn't clear. Because she got distracted with damage control and the fools that they are. And I go, oh no. You, you're really doing the same thing that we did last year with your husband? Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do at WrestleMania. I don't have a clear path to WrestleMania. I need a match at WrestleMania, but no one wants to fight me at WrestleMania. I don't got a title match or I don't got this or that. It's like, come on. Come on. They did this with Seth last year to get the Cody match. Like, really? Really? Whatever. She said her goal was to once again become Raw Women's Champion, which is why she brought out Adam Pierce to the ring. She then asked Pierce for an opportunity to get in into the Elimination Chamber match. This would then lead to Becky making her way out to the ring. Becky was, uh, no, Bailey. Why did I say Becky? Bailey. Bailey was met with a chorus of boos from the crowd in the Barclays Center, and Bailey said that they weren't finished in. She wanted to be the champion. They went back and forth, bragging about the various accomplishments and insulting each other until Bianca Belair would finally come out. Belair got into the ring and said, you know what? We shouldn't be talking. Things should be happening. Pierce, I got an idea. How about they have to go through me if they want to get into Elimination Chamber? And Pierce said, you know what? I like that idea. And here's what we're going to do. Triple threat. Tonight, Bianca, Becky, Bailey. If either Becky or Bailey win, they enter into the Elimination Chamber. Match starts as a triple threat. If Bianca wins, though, neither go into Elimination Chamber. So when you're announcing something like this, the fans are automatically going to go, oh, well, one of them's going to win. They're not going to do a stip like this, and none of them make it in. Well, none of them made it in, which is very boggle mind-boggling and baffling. I have no earthly idea where the hell this is going? Are we just going to get some ultimate Becky Bailey match at WrestleMania? It's what it seems like. Mm, I, you could almost say maybe they do the six-woman tag at WrestleMania. But what about the proposed Ronda Shayna tag title match? You need damage control for that. Unless damage control loses the belts first. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm torn on... Where they go with Becky and Bailey, I honestly have no idea going into WrestleMania. So in the back, Byron Saxton interviewed Judgment Day without Rhea Ripley. They said she was still traveling the world promoting WrestleMania. So they talk about Elimination Chamber and the mixed tag team match and Damian being in the 
U.S. title chamber match and so forth. Dominic said that he knew what it was like to be locked up as well and was confident in Pierce putting Dom, uh, putting Damien in this match. Dom then mentioned that uh, Ripley's out promoting WrestleMania, as I noted. And then Finn Balor said that they're going to roll up, smoke, and get rid of the Street Profits or something like that. And that match was next. Judgment Day's Damian Priest and Finn Balor against the Street Profits. Match went seven and a half minutes. So, as far as this match does go, really good opening contest for the show. I really like this being the first match of the night. Devontae's Ford wiped out Priest with a dive early on while Angelo Dawkins yanked Dom into the ring and gave him a pounce. Crowd was chanting, we want mommy, as soon as this match started as well. Uh, the distraction, though, with Dom and all that, allowed Balor to give Dawkins a sling blade and a coup de gras to pick up the victory. Again, the match was seven minutes. It was a good match, but not a lot happened. Half of the match itself was under commercial, and for Raw, they don't do picture-in-picture, picture, so we didn't even see half of this match, if not more than half of this match. But what we did see was good. I really, really liked what we did see. The Judgment Day then attacked Ford and Dawkins after the match until Edge and Beth would come out to a huge pop. Remember, they're attacking Ford specifically because he's in that chamber match with Damian Priest. Edge went right after Priest and Balor, and Phoenix clotheslined Dom as well as gave him a glam slam while tried to before Rhea Ripley would show up and attack from behind, hitting Beth with a riptide. Edge then slid back, slid back in the ring to check on Beth as everybody else in Judgment Day slid, slid out and got away. Uh, moving forward, commentary congratulated the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl, and they showed footage of Patrick Mahomes with the WWE Championship belt. Don't even get me started on that. We're moving forward. And then I had the Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley contract signing. This was an interesting one. I liked it, but it was weird-ish. So, Lesnar enters first, and Adam Pierce is ready in the ring with two chairs and a table, and Brock's like, I don't need a chair, and just threw the chair right out of the ring. Adam Pierce then tries to do all of his stuff. This sun Saturday at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, we will see the matchup of Brock Lesnar against Bobby Lashley. Last week, Brock already signed the contract, so we only need one more person to, and Brock cuts him off and goes, hey, hey. Enough of all this. Just get Bobby out here to sign the contract so we can be on our way. <clears throat> and Pierce is like, all right, Bobby Lashley, please come on out. And we hear Bobby's music. And we see security come out. Then all of a sudden we see people bringing out a chair and a table. And then finally, Bobby makes his way out to the ring. So we think, but he doesn't get in the ring. The chair and table stay at the top of the ramp, and that's where Bobby stays as well. Lashley said that he's got the upper hand over Brock. He's beat him multiple times. He eliminated him, or he's pinned him once. He's passed him out once, and he eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. So really, the ball's in Bobby's court. Bobby should be getting what he wants. Lashley said he was sick and tired of the special treatment that Lesnar gets. Lesnar then acted like he was in a good mood and said, Come on, Bobby. Just come down here, get in the ring, sign the contract. We're good. Lashley's like, you know what? 
I got problems. I had my manager look it over. I had my agent look it over. I had my representative look it over. Hell, I had my kids look over this contract. Nan Pierce is like, so you're going to sign it? He goes, most likely I'm, th I'm, I'm leaning towards it. Pierce is like, all right, then get in the ring. Come and sign it then. And he's like, but I don't know if I really want to or not. And Lashley or Lesnar then demanded that he get in the ring and began laughing as the crowd chanted, Bobby's scared. Bobby's scared. Brock's like, come get in that. Yeah, Bobby is scared. <laughs> I thought that was great. Brock playing off the crowd there. Lesnar then threatened to beat Lashley's ass. But Lashley said that he didn't have the balls to do so. Of course, Brock got up on the apron and then jumped off the apron and just tore through all of Bobby's security. Once he did get to Lashley, though, he ran towards Lashley, and Lashley literally looks at Brock, dips the head down, whoo, throws Brock over him for a back body drop on the ramp. Please let me know if this never happened before. I've never seen Brock get smashed like that, slammed like that, anything like that on the ramp. At least not this generation of Brock Lesnar. There's the 2002 to 2004 Brock, and then there's the 2012 to now Brock. Never seen the 2012 to now Brock get, get smashed like that. He then gets up and takes a spear as Bobby walks over, grabs the, the contract, signs it, and throws it down. So the match is official for the pay-per-view. The match chamber this Saturday. So... I liked it. The physicality was kept very brief. And it's interesting. Excuse me. It's interesting. They keep letting Bobby get the best of Brock. Which kind of leads me to believe that Brock might be winning. So next up, this is when the show kind of started to dip a little bit. There was like a, a, a series of matches and segments. Other than the Cody Sammy segment. That kind of just didn't pique my interest. First off was Piper Niven versus Michin Mia Yim. Match went less than three minutes. They plugged this by saying Niven wanted to take her frustrations out on Yim. And that's basically what happened. Yim did a couple of moves, but really it was a squash. And then I loved how, I loved how, so Piper Niven wins with a black hole slam. And they say, Piper Niven just took Michim to the, she slammed her through the abyss. Well, you know that's all playing, right? You know that the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The play on words there, the abyss, the black hole slam. Well, Gus Parks works for WWE as a producer backstage. He played the abyss character in TNA. He used the black hole slam, so it's all tying things together there. Not much really happened in the match itself. Again, like I said, she went with the black hole slam. Mia got a couple of moves, and that was it. It's a very dramatic video package recapping the Bloodline Sami Zayn stuff from last Friday. And then we had a really, really good segment. So in the back, Kathy Kelly interviewed Baron Corbin, who said it's been a depressing week for him. And that's all we got for him. Because before he could say more, Kelly said, there's something going on that we got to cut to the ring. And that's where Sami Zayn appeared. Sammy said that he wasn't here to hold up the show, but he had something to say and someone to say it too. And then he called out Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> Rhodes would enter to a huge reaction from the crowd, of course. 
Zayn said that he couldn't stop thinking about something that Cody said last week. That it's looking more and more likely that WrestleMania will be Rhodes against Zayn. Zayn wanted to hear it from him in person, though. Was this just lip service? Or does Rhodes actually think that he can beat Roman Reigns? Crowd chance, yes. Cody said he has no time for BS. He meant what he said. He believes that Sami Zayn will beat Roman Reigns. I believe, I know, that you will be my opponent for WrestleMania. Crowd starts chanting, this is awesome. And here's where I got to stop for a second. Cody's over here saying, I believe, no, I know you will beat Roman Reigns. I believe, no, I know you will be my opponent for WrestleMania. And I'm like, Cody about to screw Roman on Saturday? I don't think that's the route they're going to go. But what if Cody tries to get involved in the match at the Elimination Chamber? That would be nuts. And something that before tonight, I wouldn't have even fathomed to think of. Everyone's thinking, oh, well, Kevin Owens is going to get involved. Of course. But what if it's, what if it's Cody Rhodes? What if it's Cody Rhodes helping Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns. Then you ask, well, what does Roman do at WrestleMania? Triple threat, maybe. Now, now, I'm prefacing this with I'm fantasy booking and I'm predicting and whatnot. And I don't really think this is the way it's going to go. But what if it could go this way? Cody screws Roman. Roman gets pinned by Sami. We then go into WrestleMania as a triple threat match. It is Sami Zayn defending the title against both Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. What if that was the wild twist we get for WrestleMania? It'd be nuts. It'd be really nuts. I don't think that's the route they're going to go. People still want to see Sami main event, so why doesn't Sami main event night one? Cody Roman night two's main event. How about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Titles main event night one? Now, I know what a lot of people are going to say. It's got to be Rhea and Charlotte. It's got to be the, the women's match. Did the women's match main event last year? No, but I get it. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, here's the other thing. Sami Zayn right now, and you can argue this with Cody, is the hottest babyface in all professional wrestling. Gets the best babyface reaction of basically anybody in the industry, in the world. You should, I believe, in my opinion, in my opinion, could be different than yours and anybody else's. Main event one night with Sammy. Even if it's not against Cody. Even if it's not against Roman. It's not a triple threat. Main event with Sammy the night before. Do that tag title match. Back to the promo. Rose said that this wasn't about what he thought, though. It was all about what Zayn actually believed. Does Zayn believe that he can beat Roman Reigns? Does Zayn believe that he is a WrestleMania main eventer? Crowd starts chanting, Ole, 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 ole. Zayn then admitted he didn't know if he could actually beat Roman or not. He said he's been in the trenches with the bloodline. He's been there where they make their game plans. He's been there when they come up with their ideas. He's been in the dugout. And he knows what's going on. He was there. When they found their way. Reigns talked about the God mode that Roman says he's in. He's like, but it's easy to print it on a t-shirt. Roman Reigns is nothing more than a mortal man. 
Reigns was operating on another level, yes, for sure. But he is not a god. He's nothing more than a mortal man. Guys bigger and stronger than Zayn have tried and failed to beat this man. Zayn says that he knew he was capable of beating Roman. He knew he was capable of being the champion. And he knew he was capable of being the WrestleMania main event. Because he had to believe it. If he didn't believe it, no one else would. But Zayn didn't know if he could actually be the one to beat Roman. Crowd starts chanting, you can do it. Rose then says that the crowd here, said the crowd here and the crowd in Montreal believe in you, Sammy. He said there was a, he said there was also, uh, dis, there was also dissension in the bloodline for the first time. And that was because of you. You did that. This is when Cody just goes, kick it up to the umpteenth degree. He then goes on to state that Sami Zayn can defeat Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn can be the main event of WrestleMania. And Sami Zayn can do anything that he believes in. But he has to believe in Cody. Believes in Sammy. Before Cody would get out of the ring, he'd say one last thing. He said, Sammy, Michael Cole said it the best when I won the 2023 Royal Rumble. Go on and finish the story. Now it's your turn to finish your story. He said, I don't want to see you next week here on Monday Night Raw. No, I want to see you at WrestleMania. Horrific. I thought this was fantastic, and I thoroughly appreciated Cody when he would get the crowd involved here. Crowd would chant certain things. Cody would bring it in. Cody would be like, listen to them. They believe you believe. Like, it was... Cody's on another level since his return in promos. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. Cody has just been... Fantastic on the microphone. Nikki Cross, Carmel, and Asuka had a brief exchange backstage after this. Candice LeRae then confronted Nikki Cross about being followed around by her. Cross just laughed maniacally and backed away. Yeah, whatever. This was nothing. We got more Corbin. Now, in Fightful's, I don't know what happened and what changed, but Fightful had a rundown of the show. That had stated, and I'm going to double check to make sure I read this right. Corbin versus Cody Rhodes was supposed to happen tonight. And I, I guess like, well, it did happen in like a two-minute match. That was really a nothing match. I expected more from it, but. So Kelly Kelly interviewed an annoyed Baron Corbin. Corbin called JBL a has-been, and he was tired of being disrespected. He was pissed that she cut off his interview earlier for Sami Zayn. Corbin then pointed out that he was the last person to beat Roman Reigns, which is true. 2019 TLC match at TLC. Uh, he said he would have won the Rumble and gone on to beat Reigns at Mania if it wasn't for Roman or for Brock Lesnar. Now Cody Rhodes was getting the spotlight despite taking nine months off. Corbin then thought Cody, his brother, and his dad were nothing more than a joke. Cody was listening in the back, and he attacked Corbin as soon as he mentioned his father. Cody called for a referee and dragged Corbin to the ring. See, I, I expected this to not be what it was. I thought it was going to be an actual, like, set-it-up kind of match. This is very weird for Cody. 
And, and, and Jordan in the Twitch chat saying the same thing I'm about to say. Why did Cody come off so much like a heel here? I get you're going to say, he's not a heel. He was uh, he was uh, uh, defending the honor of his father. Yeah, but he attacked Corbin from behind. If he wasn't going to do that, he would be like, hey, you want to talk shit on my dad? My dad, who was there for you when you first started in this company? Meet me in the rings. That's what he should have done. Not this bullshit of, I'm going to attack you from behind. Match was kept short. It was two minutes. Cody won. Nothing even happened. Cody wrestled in a suit. So then we had Liv Morgan and Natalia bickering about the Elimination Chamber before Rodriguez would come up and be like, hey, you need to cut it out and focus. We got a tag match tonight. We're all on the same team. So basically, it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It was Asuka, Carmella, and Nikki Cross against Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Natalia. Asuka laid out both of her partners before forcing Morgan to submit. Nothing happened in this match. They went seven minutes. A lot of it happened during the commercial break. Basically, Liv Morgan was trying to tap out at one point, and then she just yelled referee. Referee glanced at her face, and she verbally tapped out. So they let, they had Liv take the take the 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 finished, I guess you could say. Not the pin, not the fall, but she tapped verbally. Now, if this was a Vince McMahon run show, you would think, oh, well, if Liv lost, she's probably winning at the pay-per-view. But we can't say that anymore because Triple H doesn't book as much like that as Vince did. So in the back, Chad Gable was there berating Otis for eating a uh, Coney Island hot dog. Gable chucked the hot dog and it, en and it uh, ended up hitting the face of Mansoor. And he got mustard all over his face. Maxine Dupree then informed that they're looking for a model for their next uh, modeling campaign. And she thought that Otis would be perfect for it. And I love Otis just going, hmm, Otis. Oh, Otis. She's like, you would be great. She's like, here's my card. Call me if you're interested. Gable took the card and he's like, eh, not a bad card. Watermarking could be better in this and that. Da, 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 da. It was, it was funny. They got, they're doing a thing where they want us to think that Maxine Dupree is attracted physically to Otis. But I love how she's like, she called him Otis, and he's just like, hmm, hmm, Otis, hmm, Otis. Like, <laughs> I love the way he, like, played it off. Ross Reed then walked up, and, or walked by, and there was a shot of, like, dismissiveness. And it was kind of weird. This did, though, lead to Bronson Reed versus Ali, match in about three, three and a half minutes. There's a brutal-looking spot where Reed caught Ali outside of the ring and chucked him into a chair in the timekeeper's area. Ali did manage to come back from it, though, and hit a tornado DDT, only to get a one count in the ring on, on Reed. Reed then turned Ali inside out, knocked him, knocked him right on his ass, hit him with the tsunami off the top rope, and pinned him to pick up the victory. So there we go. Bronson Reed getting some momentum as we move forward to Elimination Chamber. Remember, Bronson is in the Elimination Chamber match. <clears throat> Kathy Kelly then interviewed Edge and Beth Phoenix in the back. This is, man, whatever. They just said that their, their warning judgment day did not mess with the grit couple at Elimination Chamber. 
It was very mundane and very just one note. They had Miz TV. Corey Graves made a big old stink out of Seth Rollins' big red Asteroid Boy boots. He said that these are the boots that have been going viral on social media. For how long? Because I don't know what these boots are. If they've been going viral on social media, where, where, where have I not been looking? TikTok? I look at TikTok sometimes. Instagram Reel? I look at Instagram Reel sometimes. Don't really check Facebook. Twitter? Haven't seen it on Twitter. So where did these go viral? Because I didn't see them anywhere. So Seth Rollins was the guest for Miz TV. Miz had a very piercing question for Seth. He said, how come in other medias you talk about Logan Paul being eliminated from the Royal Rumble by Logan Paul and this and that, but you won't talk about him here. You talk about it everywhere. The Pat McAfee show and others, you won't talk about it here. Seth just snapped and said, Mike, shut up, Mike. Rollins then spoke about how much main eventing WrestleMania meant to him and the fans knew what it meant to him too and it should mean just as much to The Miz. Well, uh, Miz has legit main evented WrestleMania. He didn't insert himself into a WrestleMania main event. He said, but Paul didn't know what it meant because all he cared about was lining his own pockets. What Paul really needs is his teeth punched in. Miz suggested that Rollins was jealous of Logan Paul. Rollins knew Miz was stupid, but didn't realize he was that stupid. He's like, how about Miz is like, I'm not stupid. He's like, how about we ask the crowd if they think Miz is stupid? And they did. Miz then reminds Seth Rollins that he was a WrestleMania main eventer, which Rollins has never been. You think about it. Seth should have been a WrestleMania main eventer, but they ended up having the women main event WrestleMania 35. Which is, I mean, the match and the whole Becky winning two belts and pinning Ron and everything. Perfect moment in the main event, yes. But Seth could have main evented because he won the Royal Rumble that year. He challenged Brock for the Universal title. Opened up the show instead. Uh, Miz then pestered Rollins and asked him if he was going to stomp him with his Super Mario boots. Rollins then decked Miz before he could stomp him. Austin Theory would yank him out of the ring. Rollins then shoved Theory, but was attacked by the Miz. Rollins then fought back and, in fact, stomped the Miz with the oversized boots. Kind of looked like, I think Brian Rose on Twitter said this, Sora boots. Different color, but Sora's boots from um, Kingdom Hearts. Doesn't move forward. Takes out the Miz. And then he gets taken out. The A-Town down from the U.S. champion, Austin Theory. So we go to the back and Elias approaches Rick Boogs. Boogs is supposed to take on the Miz next. Elias said that all he's heard is comparisons between himself and Boogs. But Boogs shouldn't feel the pressure of being compared to Elias. He said, I want to wish you luck on your next match. Maybe if you can beat the Miz... Maybe we can collaborate together. And Boog starts freaking out. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's Elias. Yes, I would love to, I would love to, I'm boogsing out. And there we go. After the break, Miz was barely to his feet. Boogs was in the ring. 
and ready to go. Miz is on the mic and says, you see what just happened to me? No, there's no way I can go. There's no way I can do this match. This match isn't happening. And Miz gets up, and they kind of meet in the middle of the ring, and Miz is like, this match is happening. And the ref's like, oh, okay. He's like, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And the ref goes, ding, 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 ring the bell. And he gets squashed in 59 seconds. Nothing else really happened. Again, like I said, he got squashed in 59 seconds. So we go to the back with Chelsea Green and Anna Pierce, and she's like, hey, I should be in Elimination Chamber. You know, I sent a, a, a letter, an email to your manager about how you've been treating me. He's like, yeah, I know. I got that email. I'm the manager, and I responded to your email too. Remember last week, SmackDown? She goes, well, you, you should have me in the triple threat match tonight so I can get a shot to be in the Elimination Chamber. And he's like, yeah, no, that that isn't happening. She's like, you, and he tries to like put his hand up to stop her from poking him, I guess. And she's like, don't touch me. You almost touched me. No, I feel violated now. I'm not leaving until you give me what I want. He's like, oh, all right. And Adam Pierce walks off and she yells, where do you think you're going? And I'm like, she's playing the role well, but it's already kind of getting tired and old. I'm kind of a little bit over it already. Byron Saxon interviews Judgment Day in the back. In the back, Balor told Saxon that they always have the upper hand. And they had that tonight. Balor joked that maybe Edge and Beth were enjoying their beatdown a little too much. Priest said that he's going to win the U.S. title and Ripley would go on to WrestleMania and walk out the woman's champion for SmackDown. Ripley said that she could beat Charlotte after she and Finn beat the Garrett couple. We then got a rundown of the card for, for Elimination Chamber. Then we had the main event that went 15 and a half minutes. Not a bad match, but it started really, really good. Got even better as the match went on. And then <clears throat> when all 50,000 people came out, that's when I was just kind of, oh, so that's what this is becoming. Okay. Yeah. The match actually started during the break. Lynch dropped both opponents with a DDT which led to another break about five minutes in. After that break, Eosky and Dakota Kai were at ringside. There was at one point a Tower of Doom spot, which saw Bailey bring down her opponents with the powerbomb. <laughs> Bailey hit Lynch with a diving elbow drop, but Bailey, or Belair, broke up the cover. Belair fired up on both women and hit Bailey with the de delayed vertical suplex, but Bailey got her knees up on a handspring moonsault attempt. Bailey then tried to go for the cover with her feet on the ropes, but Lynch knocked her off. Lynch then hit Belair with a diamond dust while landing on Bailey in the process. Lynch hit Bailey with a manhandle slam, but Io Sky yanked her out of the ring and shoved her into the ring post. Remember, it's triple threat, no disqualification. But Akai then saved Bailey from a KOD attempt, and Sky drop kicked Belair. Bailey tried to stack up Belair, but only got a two off of it. The uh, uh, six. Women that have qualified for the Eliminates Chamber match all came down and just started fighting with damage control and eventually each other. Sky went to the top, so Belair grabbed her and press slammed her out of the ring onto everybody at ringside. Lynch then gave Bailey a manhandle slam, but Belair gave Lynch a KOD off the top onto, or no, yeah, on top of Bailey, and Belair pinned Bailey to win the match. 
Lynch was covering Bailey upon landing on. It's kind of weird. Like, so she does the KOD. <clears throat> Becky on Bailey. Ref should have started counting, but then she like threw her off. And yeah, Bianca wins by pinning Bailey. So neither Bailey nor Becky will be in the Elimination Chamber match. So now the question is, what is going on with Bailey and Becky? Where are they going? What is the route they are taking for this match? It's very, very interesting. And very odd, too. Uh, Jordan says, why did WWE turn Chelsea Green Karen? I heard that it was partially her idea for the character. That she pitched it-ish, I guess you could say. That's, that's what I heard. She pitched it. But with that, guys, that's everything that took place tonight on Monday Night Raw. With that, you know what I thought of the show? I thought it was just all right. If I was voting in the polls, that's what I would vote. But you guys are voting in the polls, so let's go check and see what you guys voted. Refresh these right here. far as the Twitter poll does go, 61% liked the show, 23% thought it was just all right, and 14% did not like it. Oh, oh, I did it again. Forgot the Twitch poll. All right, we're going to run it now, and we'll come back to it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, Seventy-nine percent liked the show. Seventeen percent thought it was just all right, and four percent did not like it. In the comments, there, person says, "I enjoyed it for what it was." Cody and Sammy's promo was fantastic, and this person says, "I liked it." As far as the YouTube live poll does go, seventy percent liked the show. Twenty-four percent didn't like it, and five percent no. Twenty-four percent thought it was just all right, and five percent didn't like it. With that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Or if you're watching live or watching later, whether on youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or if you're listening later on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, Twitch poll ending it right here. 75% liked the show. 25% thought it was just all right. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. We'll be back live on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Have a good one, guys.